0: Five, four, three, two, one. Bazinga. Bazinga! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Now Showing podcast. I'm your host, as always, Sam Houston. I'm joined by my plucky assistant, Jordan McDonald. Say hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's uh, nice to be back again.
1: Recording a couple of days after we I mean, we're scheduled to, but uh, it has always nice to be back on. And uh, yeah, this this running theme of, of me and Sam, I've got, a, I've got a little anecdote, a little thing to, to mention on the podcast. Um, there seems to be, so mm. me, me and Sam, you know, uh, good good friends, we, we like to share our, our Disney Plus uh, membership. And there's yeah. this... Something I, something I notice every time I log into Disney Plus is I have to keep checking whether my uh, profile icon has changed because uh, Sam has this tendency to uh, <laughs> to change it. And uh, yeah. I, yeah, I changed yours to Kermit the Frog a while ago because uh, I, I wanted to call you a muppet. Uh,
0: I uh, I changed my own one back to Kermit the Frog. I want to be Kermit the Frog. I, um, I
1: changed I changed it. I oh, know I changed it this week. Changed it to uh, to to Vision and and Wonder because uh, you know. Last week's romantic episode, I thought it was quite fitting.
0: <laughs> well, I'd change it back to Kermit, because I want to be Kermit. But today, everybody, before we wander too far off into to the realm of nonsense, we are looking... Primarily at I Care a Lot, which is the new film, which is in the UK. released on Amazon Prime in the US, and I think other the rest of the world is released on Netflix, starring Rosamund Pike uh, and, and Peter Dinklage, amongst others, who obviously we'll get into later. Uh, which is uh, kind of, as I said, it's kind of been described as a kind of crime thriller and a black comedy uh, about a woman whose main enterprise. Uh, is to scam old people by putting them into homes, getting legal uh, control of their assets and milking them till they're uh, out of every last penny uh, and and she get maybe it's into a bad situation and, and and events that she was not prepared for occur to her and of course we'll be talking as we always do about one division uh, and, and we'll be looking at episode 7 uh, where an awful lot of stuff happened we're looking at, into a spoiler filled review of Vision. Of course, this probably will come out a lot closer to WandaVision episode 8 than it will to 7, but we still felt like we need to talk about it because it's an ongoing thing. We're coming towards the end now, of course, uh, and, you know, it's, it's, it's surprising us every week. Uh, but before that, you know, how's it going, JL? How, how's, how's your I'm week? pretty again? good. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure between the
1: last two episodes, I don't know, actually, how the last recorded? But I've got a feeling that between the last uh, last episode and this episode, I I will have uh, done my trip down to London for my assessment centre. I think that was in the middle, of the and if it ended, yeah
0: yeah yeah I think you you foreshadowed it last time and uh, yeah nice to be down in down in your N- local residence, you know, in the nation's capital, see- which I'm not living in, but I'm going to be moving into soon because Big Boris as uh, man that maybe how I. Was, i think probably insulted on the podcast earlier i think with COVID, i think i might have done that uh he's uh he's announced all the lockdown stuff and, and schools are opening and stuff so I'm, I'm moving back down to london uh, and of course jail cinemas are going to be opening in may and that's yep. exciting of course because we haven't been to cinema for so long i'm so excited uh the one the one thing i am kind of maybe
1: upset about though is um i don't know what they're gonna do in terms of releases, whether there's going to completely just scraps theatrical releases, but, you know, UK theatrical releases for the likes of uh, The Father, uh, Nomad Land, and so on, the films that we were looking forward to seeing in cinemas, um, I don't know if they're going to get pushed back and, and just, you know, debuted later or, or what, hopefully get to see The Father in the cinema, so that's one thing I've been looking forward to seeing, um, there's been a lot of talk, obviously, about uh, Anthony Hopkins, so. Yeah, hopefully we can go back to them yeah, soon yeah. And, and see some of those films. And, and obviously, obviously there's the big blockbusters that are coming later in the year as well. So, yeah,
0: fingers I think crossed. Godzilla vs. Kong, Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. fingers crossed. I, I think, Oh um, uh, yeah, yeah. I I think maybe, if you in an ideal world for me, I'd like them to maybe delay the, the stuff until then and then have like a big, massive month where there's loads of films out in the cinema. But of course they'll be wary because they'll know that so many people aren't vaccinated and so many people aren't going. Um, so we'll have to see what happens there. But um, yeah, of course. Uh, what's your middle name, Jordan? What's your middle name?
1: My, my middle name. Why, why? Right. Right. They trying to steal my identity. Do you want my social security
0: number? My what's your middle name. I'm just trying to make con. I'm trying to make some like chatty banter before we get into the. My middle uh, name is James. Why? I just wondered. Oh, you That's
1: literally it. it. I thought you were like. I thought it was just going somewhere. Yeah,
0: I was just trying to make some dialogue on the podcast. <laughs> I haven't got a middle name Jeff. Isn't that cool? You haven't got one. I haven't got a middle name, I'm just Sam Houston. My mom, I don't even my have, I'm not even have Samuel. It's that short. Wait, you need just like Sam as well. Though. Yeah, my mum doesn't have yeah, a middle Yeah, just name Sam, either. not even Sam. Mm. Maybe we're related. Okay, so, JL, what have you been watching this week? Uh, I've not been watching too much. Um, as I said, I
1: was quite busy. I had like a couple of days period of, of traveling and, and so on, so um, you know, I haven't I had too much time to be watching stuff, but um, now the things have settled down and I've got that out of the, the assessments out of the way. I've, I've been trying to get around to a couple of things. Uh, one thing I did watch actually, which was which was quite interesting, and funnily enough, I've just got a letterbox to check the director, and it turns out the second film, the sophomore film for this director, is due out. Well, it's a 2020 release, but it's not out yet. I don't think, based on the fact that no no one has logged it on my friends list mm-hmm. yet, all watch lists. Um. Christopher McBride uh yeah second film was already on my watch list so I don't think that I don't think that Mm. was uh that's a bit of a coincidence but yeah um excited to to see that film based on on this film that I watched I watched The Conspiracy um which was a a short short feature 85 minute runtime from 2012 um so Christopher McBride's taking a bit of a break in terms of filmmaking but uh it was very interesting um Kind of this mockumentary style film about uh, two filmmakers who are trying to uh, explore conspiracy theories. And basically they begin the film by they're interviewing this, uh, this conspiracy theorist who is, is sort of connecting a bunch of dots between world events and so on. And it's kind of this mockumentary style film which kind of progresses into something a bit different. Um, I talked on the podcast a couple of weeks ago about from uh, Dave Franco's uh, directorial debut, The Rental, which in its third act has mm. a kind of really stark genre shift, which didn't really work for me. Uh, the Conspiracy was a film, again, which has a kind of genre shift um, at one point in the film, and I thought it worked very well. It's this kind of thriller, horror um, genre film, as as it's described on Letterboxd, kind of uh, as these two filmmakers kind of descend down the rabbit hole. And uh, yeah, it's a very for an 85 minute film. I actually wanted more from it. I'm kind of one of those mm. one of those films where sometimes it's nice just to just have a short film just to put on, and you don't have to sort of sit down for two three hours and and sort of get you know get through an extensive film. But I think this was one of those films, one of those sub 90 minute films, where I actually wanted it to be a bit longer than it was. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely worth checking out though. It's on Amazon Prime in the UK uh, if you want to give that a watch.
0: I um I, I talked about this in the Malcolm Marie review um and and I guess it's kind of the opposite of what you just said but I, I am um I think we need to normalise 60 to 80 minute films because you don't get any of them. You get like just about 90 but you never get an hour yeah. long. Since Dumbo came out we basically haven't had an hour long film. Yeah. Um, this was
1: 85 minutes but as I said it, it could definitely have benefited yeah. from a little bit more. Um, but yeah it was definitely an interesting film as well like uh I'm I'm kind of really impressed by uh the two the two leads, uh Aaron Poole, James Gilbert who play Aaron and Jim. Um because it's this kind of mockumentary style at the beginning where it's kind of like the make the the film is like them making a documentary and it kind of yeah. is a documentary but it's kind of like that kind of meta sort of approach to it and mm. it was yeah, it was just super like the fact that they've got they've got to kind of act in a very like naturalistic way, they're acting as if they are directors of a of a documentary. It was, uh, yeah, very mm. very sort of authentic as a uh, as Sam Levinson would. <laughs> yes, like us to yes.
0: Getting back to my memory. JL, uh, every week yeah. essentially, uh, we do a thing. We say what well, we watched this week, and I say I watched Alien, and uh, yeah, classic suspense film was great. And yeah. then I go. What about you? And then you you start reeling off your essay, right? This week we're swapping because I've got a lot to say. Okay. So, not a lot of films. I have do talk about one film for a while. This might. This is almost a full. All review. Right. Um. So before I do that, I just want to say when it, why I've only watched one film. I've had a lot of university. I um, I I I've been having to do. I got added late to a group, and I found out that I had to like write out like a like a proper fat essay on, the, um the treatment of WWE females in in television and social media, which is perhaps not what I signed up for university for.
2: Okay.
0: Um, but I... Uh, so I, I've also been watching Mr. Robot, which has taken up a lot of my time. I talked about it last week. I talked about it the week before. I'm continuing it. I'm up to episode six now of the second series. And, you know, and I can see why maybe some people I'm reading on the internet kind of seems to turn off because... I'm not going to go into details because people think, but kind of episode one builds up to this big, big crescendo and it's exciting and every episode there's more and more and more and it's faster and faster and it's getting, and then boom, and then ep- series two is on, it's So very slow, it's very character driven, it's very, and it's not like the first series, it's almost completely different genre wise to the first mm. series, so maybe a little bit of a tougher watch at points, but I'm really enjoying it anyway and I'm not being... Kind of turned off from it yet, and I'm gonna keep persevering. And episode six, which is the episode I just watched, one of the best episodes of the show so far. Extremely funny, kind of one esque yeah. I'm not gonna give too much away if anyone that does watch it. But I was pissing myself, and I very rarely do. <laughs> like it takes a lot for me to laugh out loud on my own. I was fucking pissing myself yeah. when 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 she smacks her daughter. I was laughing my head off. But. When I was to film, I was uh, talking to my mum the other day, who's a bigger f- film fan than I'll ever be, uh, about all these films, you know, the big films I've never seen. And, and we're talking about all the Oscar, all the best pictures. And she'd said, oh, I've seen this and this and this and this. And we looked for the list. And I'd barely seen any mm-hmm. best pictures, really, like from Academy Award winners. So I kind of said, oh, maybe I should start trying to think about watching some." And I've, obviously I've watched Parasite, so, so I thought yeah, I will kind of yeah. work my way back. So I watched Green Book, um, which won in, in 2019, the 2018 film. Won 2019, best picture. Uh, and I know it was controversial, and it was a very controversial year. I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody, and I actually do plan to watch that in the near future because, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested because of how good Rami Malik is in Mr. Robot, but I'm turned off by my uh, disliking of Queen. Uh, disliking but I did think the I, I, I I put it. The... <laughs> okay, right, I'm out. Bye. What's this podcast? <laughs> but. Well, just, just don't. They're not for me, right? Yeah, that's fair, that's fair, that's they fair. got a good stage presence, but um, but uh, yeah. So I thought I'd watch the Green Book, and obviously controversially got given Best Picture, and a lot of people saying you know the Oscars are a disgrace and the Academy's a disgrace, and I just want to say that I can see the flaws and I can understand the issues people may have had, but to claim it was a disgrace and to claim it was an outrage to give it, it surely was one of the better films released that year. Uh, and and myself personally, if I was to give it an award, I, I would give it Black Klansman. I think Black Klansman was the best film that came out that year. That's just my opinion. I can understand about. I don't think it was because just because it's not what you think it is. I just don't think that it was this big. I don't. I don't get where the controversy from. It was con- well, the this controversy is... was from about it getting the award, and I understand that. Okay, I'm a white person in England, and I don't understand. All racial issues, and I'd, I'd I'm not I'd I'd be very happy for someone that was more versed on these issues to to talk to me and explain maybe why I'm wrong. But I did think that there was perhaps um, some maybe issues with racism early in the film that, that didn't perhaps get he um, did didn't, didn't really get punished in in the in the overall. And there was some racial stereotyping that definitely did happen, which was meant to show kind of a camaraderie, but maybe came off a little bit archaic and maybe a simplification of. Of, of black culture, especially in the 60s. But I think overall, the message of essential essentially redemption um, and, and kind of feeling, you know, like you, you know, don't know yourself and, and kind of the explanation of kind of, you know, the way that the, the main character kind of comes to accept and, and, and adapt and improve... I think that was overall whether it necessarily had individual flaws and could have been done better and different screenplay issues. I think the message in there was pure. I don't think there was any malicious intent. I think when it came to a cinema, uh, cinematography point of view, it was excellent. It looked beautiful the whole way through. I thought it was and the production design very well set the sixties. I think Viggo Mortensen was 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 excellent. I think uh, Ali definitely 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 deserving of his supporting actor win. Uh, so, personally, I just don't particularly think that the controversy would deserve and I think. Maybe I don't understand the, the issue so much and, and maybe people have problems that I don't understand. However, it does from where I'm sitting kind of seem to be that kind of entitled way that we are now where if something doesn't go our way, we kind of throw our hands up and, and call it a robbery. I'm not sure, but that's, yeah. that's my thought on the group. It's
1: kind of interesting you mention that film because I've seen a couple of, well, I say a couple, I've seen a lot of people talking about it in the past, obviously, the past week because um, today was the, uh, the two year sort of anniversary if you want to call it that of uh, the Oscar ceremony in which uh, Green Book won Um, and yeah I've seen a lot of people especially at the time and then sort of in the time since talking about potential issues with the film and so on Johnny my friend who came on the podcast uh, sort of in the first three episodes um, very mm. very much liked the Shining. film yeah yeah he very much liked the film I think he's given it a five star letterboxed and he talks about, um you know, sort of maybe disagreeing with some of the criticisms. I've, I mean, I, I kind of, it's funny you mention it because literally two hours ago I responded to to Jacob from Music City Driving, um, and asked, you know, I haven't seen Green Book and just wondering what the big controversy was in terms of, you know, what what was the sort of issues that people had with it, uh, and and Jacob replied with, um. Uh, this is Jacob's words, so not necessarily my own. I've not seen the film, but this is just what Jacob says. Um, it's basically a white, apologetic film that won screenplay and picture over Roma, Black Klansman and others. It's not terrible, just not really good, plus a lot of liberties taken with Ali's character. Just a lot going on. It's one of those films I want to get on to watching. I mean, I guess
0: the... the... The, the, the limit he's taken with his character, I guess, is a point I couldn't expand on because I just purely don't... I didn't know who the person was. I don't know anything about his life. So I guess that is that could be a realistic issue that i would unaware with. The white apologetic thing, I can understand where that would come from. Do I agree to it for wholeheartedly? No, I do not. However, am I in the place to be the best educated about that subject? Probably not. So what was, um, we'll have to see. But
1: What was personally Ali's character called in, in the film? Can you remember?
0: Uh... Dr... I can't remember. They just called him Doc, to be honest. Because
1: I, um... Dr. Shelley? Yeah, because I... Wait, what was the... Hang on, I was reading about this before. the, The plot of it. There's like a pianist or something, right? Yeah, he's a pianist. Because I was... I was reading... I can't remember where it was. I saw it, but it was, um... Maybe a video or something that was posted on Twitter or something. It was about, um basically something to do with how certain aspects of, like, the life of the, I don't know if it's like the, of Maheshali's character or the other character, but the certain aspects of their life were, like, uh, like, not, like, avoided and, like, they consulted the person directly to, like, approve and disapprove what was included mm-hmm. in the film. I think that was maybe the issue surrounding the, the liberties, perhaps. But I, I can say i have not seen the film, so I can't say Don, anything. But. Don
0: Shirley is the person's name. Okay. Okay, so that's what we watched this week, uh, and yeah. So again, if anyone listens that has more information about the Green Book and can talk about why I shouldn't like it, then I'd be happy to take on to any criticism. Um, but yeah, so moving on, uh, Disney Plus Star got released this week. Yeah. Um, so I just want to talk about that. So uh, so this is if people are unaware. Disney Plus, of course, a streaming service which houses all the Marvel and Star Star Wars, uh, Disney, Pixar, and National Geographic content. We watch it every week for *WandaVision*. I, I've been quite, you know, I've enjoyed it because it's got *Simpsons* on it. I, I quite enjoy Disney Plus, and I, um, you know, despite my issues with, you know, obviously the company that, that own it. Um, I, I, but this week they released uh, Disney Plus Star, which is the adult content and the, and the kind of a kind of place to shoehorn in all the content that doesn't really fit in the other ones. Like The Simpsons was one of the things that it really didn't fit in the other ones. Um, so it contains the likes of Deadpool Two and Borat uh, series, such as you know uh, drama series such as Atlanta uh, and Twenty Four and Next Files, uh, crime mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and, and crime like Castle and Criminal Minds. I think and yeah, Scandal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, and and I've got to say, you know, I've been really excited for it. I was like, finally, more content on Disney+. Disney, you know, they, they own so many companies. They own so much content. It's going to be excellent. I'm really quite let down, to be honest. Uh, I want to say, I think that it seems like they're kind of half-arsed on a bit, all is, of it. Like, they've got the Die Hard sequels, but not Die Hard. They've got the middle uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy film, but not the first or the yeah. last one. They got, haven't got Deadpool 1, but they've got Deadpool 2. It just feels a little it, bit... Well, the thing is, I've seen... It,
1: I think some places have Deadpool one, but not the. I don't know. The UK one doesn't ob- object. Um, I think as yeah. well. There was a there was a tweet like a promotional image that they put out on Twitter and like social media, which was like a star, look, like a star shape with like all the logos of the films and TV shows that they were going to add. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lewis, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, has like gone like through and like checked every single thing and like sort of drawn attention to ones that aren't on there. So perhaps there's uh, more content. To come in like the coming months, um, The Walking Dead, for example, which is a which is streamed on Fox here in the UK, um, which is obviously mm. now owned by by Disney, uh, was one of the things that was uh that was included in that promotional image. So there's a bunch of stuff that was supposed to be I mean, in in there which hasn't been. Whether that's territories or rights or a timing issue, I'm not sure.
0: I mean, I think uh, when you're looking at Canada, for example, having... I'm just going to bring up the example because they're films I want to watch so I was quite interested because uh, they're all in Ultra HD. Uh, was the, the three, Rise of the, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet Apes, War yeah. of the Planet of the Apes. And I want to watch all of those because I've not seen any of them. Um, in Canada, there's all of those and plus like m- way more of the original films. And then here there's only a yeah. the middle one. I, from, you know, realistically, that's probably because the rights are now TV or the nights are at Amazon Prime or something,
2: Uh,
0: and I imagine that maybe within a year, when contracts start to run out, you know, then things will start to get slowly pulled over. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully, we'll get more and more content. As as kind of rights come back, thankfully uh, I've got that. But I, I can't remember what there was. There was something else. I can't remember what it was. But I remember there was something else that didn't get on Disney. Oh, the X Men films yeah, didn't yeah. get on Disney Plus until the now TV yeah. license, right even now. then, they still some uh, missing, right? The There's
1: still like Apocalypse or something, or There's like a couple of ones missing.
0: Apocalypse got added the other day, okay. Um, recently, but First Class still hasn't been.
1: Right. And then neither does Logan's still not there either. I believe.
0: No, no, Logan. But then I, I, think that you might have been worried about the age thing. Now they've got. But the I think I think Logan was supposed to be added with it.
1: Star. It was one of the ones that was mentioned, I believe. So again, it's a, it might mm. be a, a okay. contract thing. I'm not too sure.
0: Because now TV owns a lot of films, you know. Yeah. Because it's a bit more expensive. People don't really think about it as much like the big ones. At Netflix Prime. Now, now TV has a lot of those kind of superhero blockbusters. Thankfully, films, so.
1: I've got uh, the trilogy. We're okay for that. The Planet of the Apes trilogy on Blu ray, so I'm gonna get around to rewatching watching the first two and then watching the final one at some point. And uh, I also started at Launcher, which God did, um, to, to mm. start. I just watched the first episode before we recorded. Uh, I did not realize did that I knew I knew I had Donald Glover and that he was like attached with us producing credit and sort of starring in it, but I did not know that Lakeith and um, Brian Terry Henry were in it. I did not know that they were in it. So. Oh, yeah very, yeah, very, very... I uh, need a good sample, was you. And Beach as well. Very good cast. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, and I'll be tr- maybe trying to get around to that after I finish my um, Robot, but I've been thinking a little bit maybe about *Euthoria*, maybe it's at Twin Peaks. I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to start after. But you've got some news, haven't you? You've got something you want to say? I've got some news. You've got, got something news. you want to say?
1: Yeah, well, we've talked about MCU, and we're, gonna, we're going to again with WandaVision shortly. Uh... However, I'm not mm, sure if you heard. Have you heard the? Have you heard the rumors going around? There's been a potential rumor that. Yes. Have you heard? Yes, I have. The heard big this Hero, Hero Six. Rumor. I've heard this rumor. Are you gonna.
0: Oh, this is not the rumor I thought. Yeah, Wait, I have. Which, heard which the big one? Which one did you? Which one we yes. talking about? I thought you were going to talk about Jennifer Lawrence cause
1: Oh no! I'm well, yeah, that's Lawrence. also something I guess Jennifer Lawrence says, Yes. which uh, surprising. Rumors surprising. that she's going to be Sue Storm. Yeah.
0: From the invisible, invisible. But yes. Expand on your beta, on your big hero six.
1: Well, it's okay. So story. This just like came out like yesterday, basically. Um, on the directs dot com. Uh, that Marvel Studios reportedly to planning to bring the big hero six characters into a live action, uh, form for uh, the MCU, and then within 24 hours, um, Variety, um, Adam B. Very from Variety, uh, has come out and said, uh, debunking time, sorry folks, a source tells me that big 6 are not set to make their live-action debut in MCU. And then, in response to this, uh, uh, at Sky Alert I believe that's how you pronounce it, who's an editor for the Disney Insider, uh, says, Disney going to trade to debunk a small scoop. I've seen this before and I'm definitely not worried about it. Um, apparently the Tatiana Mussolani um, casting for She-Hulk uh, also got leaked sort of shortly prior or like before, um, it was like officially ready to be confirmed. And then Marvel came out and said, no, it's not true. And then, you know, it obviously was confirmed. So, um, potentially, you know, it, it could still, could still happen. I kind of on the side of believing that it is going to happen just based on the fact that it, you know, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and it's not even, you know, like casting news or, you know, which film or property they're going to appear in. It's literally just mm. the fact that they are planning to introduce them. So I kind of, I am, I am kind of edging towards believing believing it to be true. Um, I've seen a couple of tweets from from some people. Uh, one person said, uh, "Where is it?" Um, I can't find it now. Uh, apologies to whoever did actually tweet this but someone suggesting that potentially Hero could be a classmate of uh, Ruby Williams Ironheart in the upcoming um, mm-hmm. upcoming show mm-hmm. so you know potentially there's connections that could be drawn um, in, a, in a bunch of different ways and another thing I want to talk about is another potential property which could be coming uh, but I'll save that for the Vision section because it's related to that uh, but yeah, just just the news that Big oh, Six could be could be coming. I mean that, that that's interesting. Though. I'm uh, I, I really like the animated film. So. It might be.
0: S- of course, we're doing um, WandaVision Vision today, and we'll do Wondervision Episode Eight uh, next week alongside whatever film we choose to do. Maybe we might even do an old film because I've been thinking maybe we should start going back to the yeah. Old films. Yeah. Anyway, um, when Wonder Vision Episode Nine comes out, we will not be doing it alongside another film. We're going to be doing a kind of Marvel special. So that should be coming out within about the next fortnight. Some really Like, uh, you know, because obviously episode 8 coming out next week. So probably a, a, around about the time that episode 9 comes out we're going to do a, a kind of Marvel special and maybe get somebody in that, that knows a little special bit more Nets, about Marvel yeah. than we do. Yeah. Um, so obviously we've got a lot to talk about then. But since you've got the, I would not going to mention this, but because you're on the subject of Marvel, why not mention this? Um, the Spider-Man three titles thing. Oh, those stupid, those have stupid. You... Ones. <laughs> Nothing. So, okay. So, I don't necessarily have a problem with Tom Holland, right? I've prefaced this with this. I don't necessarily have a problem with Tom Holland. I do have a problem that he gets cast in every film that's ever made. <laughs> I do, but he's an all right bloke, right? And I think he's a good actor. I think he's good and he suits playing yeah, yeah. Peter Parker. But watching him on Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon. Pretending that he doesn't know what he's on about and playing his little character, We're like, ooh, hey, fucking hell, I wanted to punch the cunt.
1: I love how, <laughs> <loved> how Jimmy Fallon <laughs> asked him, like, there's been some rumours that uh, Jamie Foxx may be appearing in this film as as a uh, thingy, whatever it's called, uh, Electro. And it's like, oh, there's rumours that Andrew Garfield and. Um, so Ruby may he have a cameo, uh, and then he was like, "Oh, I don't know about that. I've not been told anything. I've been filming. I've read the script. I don't know anything about that." Um, mm-hmm. He also, he also just casually, just you know, there's, there's like a running joke throughout that like Jimmy Fallon thing. I've watched like five minutes of it. There's like a running joke throughout that uh, you know Tom Holland has a tendency to reveal spoilers for upcoming projects. Yeah, and then he but literally they don't know because I... he literally says a Cherry spoiler in the Cherry discussion section. Like, it's not really a massive yeah, thing spoiler, but like, I mean, he just, he just did it. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny.
0: I I, see. I still haven't seen Cherry, because it's kind of past yet. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: but, on, on, on the, like, when he's, like, got a tendency to spoil things, comes from the Avengers Endgame thing, where he, he obviously was pl- supposed to do, say what he said, and then it's not like Mark and accidentally slipping, like, I'm pretty sure they, they make it like, oh, Tom, can you go on Instagram live and, like, Un- accidentally say this, you know. Oh, but, when he um, showed the poster. Yeah, I do was. like Tom Holland. I am looking forward to Spider-Man 3. Yeah, when he showed the poster. But I look forward to Spider-Man 3, despite the fact that I called him the C-word a minute ago. Um, but yeah, so obviously the the, uh, the main thing coming out, that he posted out a picture on his um, Instagram saying all like, oh, the official title is Spider-Man uh, phone home. And then Jacob... Who's that Jacob bloke? Who is that? Jacob? The... the the bloke, the the other guy that posted, was that the person that played
1: Ned? I have not. i have not i any, anyone that, else
0: post anything. So, so somebody else posted. I've seen those um, three different ones. There was one like phone home.
1: At, one was like home line or something. Oh, no. Home Wrecker. home wrecker. Home wrecker. Then there's another one though. There was another and one. And then
0: <laughs> I was actually crying with laughter. I couldn't believe what I saw Spider Man a home slice. I was like, oh my. Yeah, I don't understand God. that one. Am I just dumb? Like,
1: I don't. I don't get what that one was about. Yo,
0: my home slice. <laughs>
1: I don't understand. <laughs> I
0: don't know what the fuck that means in America, but it's like an outdated term in, in Britain. It's like a cringy term, like, yo, my slime. Like, oh, it's home slice. What's going on, home slice? Oh, okay. I can't imagine that it'd ever be called that. I don't... I'm guessed that the film won't be called any of the three. No, no. I mean, Phone home, since, like, right? really. Um,
1: I've seen some really good suggestions, yeah, though. Like, be... people... Obviously, I've promoted discussion about potential titles. I've seen some really good ones, um, but I guess it kind of depends I on... I think what... it'd be funny
0: to just have it... Just call it Spider-Man 3, that'd be funny. It kind of
1: depends though. Like, Spider-Man. It kind of depends what the, the actual narrative is going to be though, I guess. I mean, yeah, that's kind of what we used to say, but yeah, we don't know too much Spider-Man about actual plot details right now, so. Mm.
0: Enough about that. Enough about Marvel. Let's talk about some Marvel, shall we? <laughs> We're going to episode <laughs> 7 of WandaVision. Of course, and this is a spoiler section. We're starting off early. We're starting off quick, and we're telling everyone: if you haven't seen *WandaVision* and you care about it, what are you doing? To be fair, to know, to be fair,
1: to be fair Disney Plus tweeted on Monday, a literal end of the episode spoiler, like the full scene, yeah.
2: and I was like, "What? come yeah. on! Oh, yeah. it. It's been
0: three days, but still, like, you know, no need to post that." But if yeah, so if you if you care about *WandaVision* and you haven't seen it yet. Skip this to the end. Wait till we're talking about Rosamund Pike, All right? Okay, okay. So, Wonder Vision episode seven. This was called. This episode was called Breaking the Fourth uh, Wall. What was it called again? It, Breaking the Fourth Wall. So this episode was started off. Wanda. It instead of Wonder Vision. Uh, and it was a very clear modern pa- uh, modern, modern family parody, showing uh, the characters, especially Wanda, talking to the camera in a very. Um, was oh, my computer glitching? Nope.
1: No, nice. Seems to be okay, okay on my end, at least.
0: Yeah, yeah. My 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 desktop just glitched. Okay, I'm gonna clap twice. to <laughs> remember to cut this bit. So I obviously, oh, what was I saying? So a very clear uh, Mon family parody, um, which I enjoyed greatly because obviously growing up as somebody that grew up in the in the kind of Late two thousands and early twenty tens, Modern Family was on every weekend, and it's always on telly and it's on Sky One every time you turn it on. So you know, I think they they did as they always do so well at um, hitting those those little notes on on the music and the, and and the zooms and the cutting of perspectives between Wanda and and the other characters uh, and the, the kind of physical comedy. As always, they hit those beats on on replicating the sitcom. So they're doing it here, obviously, very modern family. And it, it showed the aftermath of episode six, which was Vision getting caught, uh, trying to leave the, the hex and, and kind of the physical damage to him. Him, he was trying to get back to Wanda. You know, there was a calamity ensued. And I'm good, you know, I would say everyone's already seen it that's, that cares about it. So I'll get to a point And we find out that all of the problems being caused in Westview, not Westfield, I would say Westfield, in Westview, was down to Agnes, A.K.A. Agatha Harkness, and we find and everybody's on about the catchy tune that that well, accompanies her. Young, mate, Agatha they've Hall. got
1: some absolute quality
0: songwriting in this. It's good. I like it. I feel yeah. like I've already heard it too much, but I like it. So Agatha, they go down to the basement and they find and Wanda goes into the basement uh, and finds out that all of the problems all the problems that she's had and, and a lot of the problems, including killing her dog, has been done by Agatha. So before we get into the ramifications of that and and what this means and our our thoughts on, on on those actual events, I just want to ask you, JL, how did you feel about the actual episode itself? Right? How how good did you think episode seven was?
1: I thought it was on a par again, like it's continuing what I liked from the previous episodes, you know, having a bit more you know, continuing the the Malcolm in the middlefield we got from the previous episode and I'm moving forward to a bit more modern with the modern family um I haven't really seen mm. modern family uh, and I've only just recently started watching the US office so I didn't like I knew what they were going for but I maybe not as attuned to you know maybe maybe as nostalgia as, as you were but I think it was still very very funny mm. um, and uh you know it another great use of the sitcom sort of environment um, you know, some of those like stares at the camera from vision, for example. Um mm-hmm, and, and so mm-hmm. on, which I thought were quite funny. And yeah, just I'm really, really enjoying it. Um again, I still I'm still like there was obviously rumours beforehand this didn't didn't come out to be true, but that there was gonna be like three one hour long episodes or something like that. Um Yeah. I mean I th- I, th- I think based on um based on what I have uh like been reading on Reddit and stuff, is that the next episode is going to be the longest so far, like 47 minutes or something like that. Uh, which is like, I think episode 5 was the next longest after that. And then the finale, mm. I'm hearing could be like an hour or something, like a finale episode. Um, but yeah, I'm just, in, just sort of still intrigued really, because obviously we've still got quite a bit to learn and, and find out, and there's not really been a big sort of confrontation, you know, typical Marvel-style um, maybe they're not going to go with that, but, uh, I expect there's going to be some kind of battle or fight sequence at some point. So, um, yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know, I, I mean, you, you're more in, into sort of the Marvel stuff than I am. I mean, I'm still a, quite a big fan, but I've, mm. yeah, as, as we discussed before, you know, you're potentially a bit more into it than I am, uh, in terms of like comics or whatever or stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, what, I mean... Is there any like is it anything that's happened so far that you've been really surprised by, or you, is it kind of what you've expected? Because obviously there's the whole well, like, Agatha thing, and
0: right. So yeah, because this this obviously is not based directly off anything because no one can guess what's happening. If it was based directly off a comic, you know, like the Witness Soldier, everyone knew exactly what was going to happen if they read the comic. Yeah, you know, whatever. Um, it, you know, it definitely takes inspiration from the Vision series that that came out in like 2015. But um, I'd say that, it, no, it is surprising because Agnes obviously wasn't called Agatha. And more importantly, Agatha Harkness is not a bad guy. You know, I'm fairly unaware of her existence generally, but she's not a bad character. I'm pretty sure she's a pretty much a pal to, to, I think she helps raise Scarlet Witch, I think. If I remember correctly, I think she like, is like part is that- of like, helping him grow up and stuff. I, I, there's no like, Malice in her, she's like some old lady, she's like in her 80s. So, to, even if I did know that was Agatha Harkness, I don't think I would have pieced together that would have mean that she she's uh, wrong. I think they've they've spun that so that even the the, the kind of most uh, you know picking details uh, f- comic fan wouldn't realize that that meant that she was a bad character. Uh, and of course, they're constantly hearing about Mephisto this and Mephisto yeah. that. I really hope they don't go down that. If anyone doesn't know, that's like the Marvel Comics version of the devil. And it's very, very, very clearly based on the devil. He looks like the devil. He acts well, like the devil. He's basically just Satan. Well, one thing
1: I didn't even realise and clock onto, because I haven't seen the film for a very long time, is uh, the connection with Doctor Strange with the the book that was featured in the, the latest episode of WandaVision. Because apparently the mm. book that was in WandaVision is the book that is missing from Doctor Strange or something like that.
0: Oh, Really? And that's yes, like a and right. that's like a connection. Right.
1: That's how they're gonna tighten Doctor Strange two and the multiverse and that sort of stuff. So interesting, yeah. Apparently, that's the connection. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just really sort of intrigued, really, because there's like two episodes left, and I've uh, I didn't want to mention the Mephisto stuff, but I mean you've already done it, and I guess it's not too much of a. Sp- I mean, we don't know for sure, but I mean, I've been It mm. there was a. <laughs> If you if you want to see this, go to Reddit. Go to the one is it One Division Reddit or is it the Marvel Studios Spoilers Reddit? It's one of the two. Um, if you I was I was I came across a Reddit thread about the latest episode and the next two episodes. I'm not going to say the contents of it because um you know it, it could potentially be a spoiler, but I doubt it because this person just goes on like it's like a it's some like Brazilian account on Twitter and it's someone like translated all the tweets into English and it's basically like. Someone says they've like they know about the plot details for the final two episodes and like this is gonna happen mm-hmm. and then this this person's gonna appear and then this person's gonna and then like this character does this and then and literally the first half I was like, This is fairly believable, like I can't believe this happens And then literally the final like six or seven bullet points were just absolutely ridiculous. Like if you wanna if if that if this <laughs> if that does happen, if any of that stuff does happen, then one division is gonna be incredible for the final two episodes. Uh, I highly doubt it, though. Mm. But if you if you want to have a bit of a chuckle and you know, and potentially you know, potential spoilers, I don't think they're gonna actually happen. But if you uh, if you're not too bothered about um, potential spoilers for upcoming kind of episodes, then go and try and find that thread because it was honestly, yeah, it was a good laugh when I was reading mm. through the comments underneath. Like, there's no way. And well, I because it's because it's yeah. because there's been, like, um, I don't know if you've seen, but uh, Paul Bettany and Tayona Paris have both given interviews in, like, recent weeks, um, and they've both, like, mentioned, like, I don't want to say too much, but, like, Paul Bettany was basically saying, oh, in WandaVision, I worked with an actor who I really respect or something, and, like, basically people, like, kind of making connections to potential implications for you know who could be I mean, people, who could be like in who could be coming into it into the final episodes, but I don't know. We'll Have to wait and see, I guess, uh, on Friday and the next week. But
0: I mean, uh, there was this kind of big uh, hype building prior to episode seven about this aerospace engineer. The idea, yeah, of that was one of the things that was who was it going to be? Yeah, and then it it, it didn't turn out to come up in this episode. Um, and I remember seeing people on Twitter say that they thought it was going to be Al Pacino. He's going to show, I was like, okay. Al Pacino is not going to be in this. That if was one of the things. In this, that was I will eat That was literally
1: hat. one of the things someone said, though. They were like, I don't want to say, I mean, I don't want to say anything. I kind of want to say it, because it's an interesting Paul discussion Paul Bear is,
0: point. Wants to, that makes sense for Paul Bear's thing, like, oh, amazing if, to work with Al Pacino. To be fair, it is Al Pacino, but, yeah, like, oh yeah you I know, I no, was, once you get Michael Douglas <laughs> in Marvel, anything can happen, but...
1: I mean, can we can, we do, yeah. can we do I mean, a spoiler the thing... in a spoiler section? I want to I want to mention some of the some of the things and people that this stupid <laughs> Reddit thread said. <laughs> it was so funny. I was just
0: pissing what, myself. Okay, right, go for it. Okay, just so it, skip, ahead, skip ahead. Spoon skip ahead. us. Skip ahead like a
1: couple for minutes. Then, if if you if you don't want to hear any potential spoilers for upcoming <laughs> episodes of One Division, but literally, someone was like, "Oh, um, in the next episode, the aerospace engineer is gonna appear, and it's gonna be um." Who was the Who was the character? Oh fuck, Blue Marvel or something. I think they were called.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And they were yeah, saying yeah. that John Boyega is gonna <laughs> gonna appear and really. And then they said that um, they don't you know if the thing is right. I could believe some of this if some of this happened, but the fact, okay, I'm gonna list all of the people that they said are gonna appear in the final two episodes, right? They said John Boyega is gonna appear as Blue Marvel. And that they're gonna go into a dream sequence in which they're gonna see a bunch of the X Men characters, and then they're gonna see um, uh, uh, Patrick Stewart is gonna appear, and um, who was the other one they said? Mark Hamill is gonna appear, and (laughs) like, there was like, and then they're saying, oh yeah, Al Pacino or like Patrick Stewart or someone else. Like there's like three potential people it could that the big person could be and they were like oh it's probably gonna be like this this and this like just some of the theories I was reading were just so like if if all of that happens I mean that would just be insane like they were like explaining so about who all who the... do you
0: think the aer- who do you think the aerospace engineer is? Yeah,
1: um, I originally thought it was gonna be um based on stuff I was reading like I read someone's suggestion that it could be Mr. Fantastic. Um, mm. But I don't think that's gonna happen now. I I think I honestly no. think that aerospace engineer thing was very much a hype building exercise. And I yeah, would be more it anything. I think I honestly think that it's not gonna build to anything. I honestly think the the only and the see this is my current theory. The only two people that we're gonna get. Uh, which are going to maybe be very exciting for the end of the series and going forwards. I think Doctor Strange is going to appear, perhaps, potentially, at the yeah. end of the series. And mm-hmm. I also think that um, the big actor that Paul bernie has been talking about is potentially Patrick Stewart as like a cameo in some kind of sequence, um, which could represent the X-Men connection, but I honestly don't know. It's funny
0: because actually my answer to the question is the other option. In well, not the other option because he's not the same character, but in, in I think it's going to be the other set of X Men because I think the aerospace engineer stuff is going to be a Michael Fassbender pretending to be a good guy. Perhaps he makes sense working with Metal. I don't know. I just like I like Michael Fassbender. I like the new X Men, uh, and I'd, I'd like to see a Magneto honestly if a relationship with his alternate kids. If they have, and if if that actually is Pietro, that is,
1: yeah. But if they actually have like if some like if this the, like person says like some sequence, though, imagine like a sequence where they have like Michael Fassbender appears and then like I don't know, just like loads of stuff. I mean, I don't know; it's exciting to think about. Mm. And you know, with I think that's the thing with the Marvels, the like, universe is that there's so many characters they have access to, and now they have access to all this Fox stuff and that sort of stuff. There's so much potential to. It's just exciting to see so much potential, I guess, and um, I don't know, I mean, one thing I will say as well, was what I was going to say, is, um, oh yeah, I've seen enough, oh, I don't know if I, I want to say this either, because it would, again, it's a potential big spoiler, Right. Okay. but yeah, there's a lot so, of stuff that could happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the only, the other thing that I'd say, you know, you asked me about, like, um, you know, it, you know, you read the comics, or whatever, like, so is there anything that you expected or, or were surprised by? The only, so the only thing that really, like, the comic fans, like, say you were, like, never on the internet and didn't find out other people telling you stuff. One thing that the average viewer, you know, the mum at home wouldn't have known that I would have known for comics is, like, that Monica Rambeau is going to become uh, superpowered. Oh, I was going to say that as well. That's one thing I
1: wanted like to mention as well, actually. Yeah, that's the biggest yeah. one I to
0: mention. Because she's Captain Marvel and then she turns into Photon. Because Captain Marvel, somebody else takes the Captain Marvel name and then she becomes Spectrum and whatever. But, but the thing she with that d- is, they've decided to become Photon first.
1: Well, I don't. I, okay. I don't understand that entire thing, though. Because the the justification for it in terms of, like, origin seems to be she went through the thing multiple times. That seems to be the. I mean, it yeah, changed
0: the her, changed her DNA.
1: But I mean, everyone's gone through it, though i no, I think it's because,
0: I think it's because it's like when you go through it, like fucks your DNA up, and because she did it twice, it did so much that like, what you know, was happening in the hex, like got affected by her, and like, she kind of absorbed some of the powers inside and stuff, and you know, she, But so in terms, but about. in
1: terms of like um origins, though, is it that she had something which then was triggered by that, or like it was enhanced by that? Because no, I don't think so. Otherwise, I think surely it was caused it would, by that. But otherwise, like, I don't know, because there was the whole sequence of, like, the thing from, like, the Captain Marvel quotes of, like, you're a strong person, blah, 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 and I had, like, kind yeah. of those, like, flashback dialogue. And also, I don't know, it just seems like if it was caused by that, then surely they would just be exploit. I mean, they don't know that at the moment, I guess. I but... think it would
0: be more. I think it would explain more. But I, I haven't given my thoughts in too much, but... I think we've gone over the top. So I just say I've really enjoyed the episode and I really like yeah. the vibes. And I didn't know about you, but I got um I got Borat vibes from the, when they were in the they were in the ice cream yeah, truck, yeah, yeah. which is obviously quite a similar thing. And they were playing kind of stereotypical Eastern European music. And I was like, is this supposed to be a Borat parody? I think it was a little Borat and like in joke. I didn't even I didn't even hear the music in a truck and having I didn't Eastern hear the European, music, but I definitely it was like very stereotypical. Like the music would be in the background of Borat, and I was like, uh, oh, I didn't, this didn't this hear Borat the music really. Thing. I didn't notice that. I wouldn't go as far as say that seriously, it's better every week. But I'll say that you know it, it's continually, it, you know, such a high level, and, and I'm excited every week for the plot for the cliffhangers. And I'll say I really am happy. I really, really strongly believe that. I really think this is show will be, is so much better that we have to wait every week because it builds. the clip yeah, clip I agree. up. If this was binged, I don't think it'd be half as good. It,
1: it definitely, as well um, as got back, it's definitely got to like a cinematic level now, though. Like it's got to the point where yeah, some of the scenes could easily be in like an MCU film. There uh, was like there was like a there was, like, the moment in episode six, I think it was, where Vision like floated across like a sort of yeah, area, yeah. and like I don't know, like towards I think it was towards Agnes or something. Um, and I don't know. It just seemed like it was it could been taken from one of the films. So it's just nice to see them flesh out the stuff in more one time, I guess, with with the miniseries. Do you reckon it will be season okay. two or no? Well, that's one thing as well. There's a big debate no, I saw. No, I honestly no. don't think there will, but there was people on Reddit saying like, "Oh, there's going to be a series two and like blah blah blah." Like, I don't think so.
0: I don't think they could be. I think this is supposed to be a mini series, which it sorts out their stories and stuff. I don't think that you could have another one of these. I don't. I don't think they'll leave it like that. But yeah. that's just me. Yeah. I just don't think the Wanda's story will work out with her having to go back and do all, all the stuff. One people. thing
1: I'm glad I didn't do though is watch trailers. So,
2: <laughs> I haven't yes, watched any of the trailers
0: right and i think trailers are bad overall i don't like watching trailers but i have to do it because i get to the cinema all the time <laughs> um and i know what's just to see what course. okay so before we forty-five minutes in and we haven't talked about our main film but before we do um so this we described at the start at the top of the thing i described this as a crime thriller and a black comedy this is i care a lot of course starring Rosamund pike which was released in the uk and amazon prime i already explained what it is and i'll go into more detail of the synopsis when i do the review. But as I said, it's part of those two genres. And you asked our fans, and we've got a few responses back about our favourite dark comedies and uh, black comedies and crime thrillers. What are the results? Uh,
1: we got some results back. I'm kind of surprised we got more responses for the Valentine's Day special than we got for this one because there's I, I don't know. Maybe
0: I think it's because it's, it's the first one, and then people are like oh, maybe it's so niche it it that
1: I? people just didn't really see it or respond to it. I guess. Yeah. Uh, we got a few responses there. Let me just put them up really quickly. Uh, we got uh, Christian from the film Optics podcast uh, says the favorite, which also got added to Disney uh, Plus Star on in the UK this week. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen that. Uh, from very good. Uh, recommend it very much. Uh, we got Bo, friend of the from the podcast, uh, with American Schizo, which uh, you know that's a great film. Obviously, making Psycho. Um, and yes. Brandon says, in terms of crime thrillers, I think, 2006s Blood Diamond is quite underrated. Uh, great performances from both DiCaprio and Digimon... I don't know how to pronounce that. How do you pronounce that? Digimon Hunsu? Uh, Hunsu? I don't know how
0: to I'm pronounce that. i was looking at the tweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the person in Blood Diamond, I, I'd have it. I'm at the tweet. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: So blood diamond, the favorite, and so no one really. Oh no, no, no there was, there was. Uh, so yes, yeah, so there's two. I don't know actually. That's a good point. Is American Psycho a dark comedy and a crime thriller?
0: Yeah, I would say it is. I would say it is. Maybe that's more of the I mean, dark comedy, maybe, less the crime thriller. I wouldn't well, say assume that I much a crime thriller, but I'd say that definitely that dark comedy mainly. Do you I didn't specify because yeah, I
1: put works well. I put dark comedy and block a uh, uh, dark comedy and crime thriller. So maybe people thought mm. I meant some people maybe read that as as both genres and some people read yeah, both as independently.
0: So when it goes about genres, Jail, I want what were your thoughts? Have you got uh, could just uh, pick up one of your fav- favorite crime thrillers and one of your favorite dark comedies? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I was thinking about it before actually.
1: Uh, very briefly. Um, I think the favorite and uh, another one from us film, The Lobster. Uh, two of my. Favorite, uh, favorite dark comedies, I'd say. us very very well known, I guess, for his sort of very dark comedy and and like dry dialogue almost, like very very unique mm-hmm. sense of delivery in, in in dialogue in his films. Um, does crime mm-hmm. thrillers? I mean, I guess I guess crime thriller slash dark comedy as well, actually, but more so a crime thriller. Uh, when I first put the tweet out, my initial thought was uh, to Nightcrawler. Um, which other? Oh, okay. have, have you seen Nightcrawler? I can't remember if you've seen that. No, I've not seen no it, Nightcrawler, Yeah, very good. You um, <laughs> haven't seen that. Another uh, one to check out. What about you? I'm trying to think what, what you've got on on, on your lot of boxers as being up there.
0: Well, I think Crime Filler for me. I mean, there's a lot of ones that I really like. Science the Lambs, for example, and if you come out Eric Eric psycho even that. But I think for me the. Um, when it comes to actual crime, you know, obviously crime itself is kind of almost these days thought about more with TV shows and kind of slowly building up uh, a suspect and, and that kind of thing. And I think the the one of the best examples of of, of kind of working out a suspect and and, and then getting that kind of re- the, that payoff with 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 you know the dialogue, with the murder and stuff. I think kind of you couldn't can't get much better in the crime filler genre when it comes to to actually fit kind of hitting those those notes that then seven. Uh, you know, one of our favourite films. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, obviously, excellent performances out of, of Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. And you know, I guess, unfortunately, at this point, <laughs> an excellent performance. My favourite performance is out of um, whoever plays John Doe. I think we can all know who it is. Um, also, Gone Girl, as
1: well, obviously, so and yeah. Rosamund Pike uh, potentially could be mm. an option. Mm. And I'm just looking through my films on Letterboxd. Right. Inception. Is that a crime? Is that a crime mm. film? I no really call it. No it's a heist film, that. It's no, a, it's a so. new heist.
0: It's a psychological heist film. And for dark comedies, I think the first... There's probably ones that I think more, but for the first thing that comes to my head is I am a big fan of Shaun of the Dead. I've talked about that on the podcast before. Kraken film. And I own the scripts. You own the scripts? Signed. Nice. I own signed scripts. What? How? Why? Yeah, I... I bought them. I bought them. Oh, okay. I, them. I
1: thought you went to like, a convention or something, I was
0: not going to say. Well, I went to a convention and I bought them. Oh okay, right oh, yeah. At a convention. Oh okay. Uh comic on. Yeah. But um it's probably fake, but I'm still happy to have in it. But uh yes, so that's probably my answers. But of course, on the subject of dark comedies and crime thrillers, which uh, you know, obviously of course inspired by I care a lot the twenty twenty film or well the twenty twenty one film really. Uh I keep saying it. Released in the UK, and the reason why I keep saying it is because it's funny, recently you on Amazon Prime, but my whole Twitter feed has been Netflix promoting it over and over. So in my head, it's funny. It's like Netflix are doing so much promo for this Amazon Prime film in the UK. I watched this film on Amazon Prime, and I've been hearing constant praise from it from the official Netflix account. Which I wonder how many people compares. are going to
1: just miss it, though, because they expect it to be on Netflix, and it's just not there. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's a strange situation, of course. I think this is this is actually kind of highlights that I always call things um, Netflix originals and talk about things being prime things. Yeah. Uh, because you know it's, it's catchy and it, it, it's easy to like if you see it on the, the I talk about it on the podcast and mm-hmm. you can just go search up on Prime. But I think this shows that obviously films are just made by production houses and then sold to places because they literally gone to the two competitors and they're called the originals. It's called an Amazon original or Amazon exclusive. On in England, obviously it's not worldwide. It's called a Netflix original. I don't know. It's weird there. because so I think,
1: I think it is a Netflix film, though, right?
0: No, I don't, that's what I don't no, understand was, because was, no, like it was no, it was produced by Black Bear or whatever it was that it came at the beginning.
1: Okay, but like, what about the films that have like the Amazon Prime Studios like intro? Are they just bought by Amazon or are they produced by Amazon? Because like, for example, Uncle Frank. I like, think
0: it depends. I th- I think there's no real. Um there's no real obvious demonstration of what is and what isn't. Uh I think maybe that's that's a the thing they do. Yeah. But I think stuff like Maraini was made by Netflix, but I don't know if, you know, stuff like this was Well was bought. Wasn't, like so. that
1: was Amazon bought the rights to that, I'm pretty sure.
0: Like, right, after, yeah, exactly. Yeah, One Night yeah. yeah. Sound of Metal, for example, was was gonna be bought by I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, um but then there's they something like Maraine and I think something like Roma was funded by Netflix. The Irishman as well, yeah. uh, The Irishman, of course. Um, Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, obviously, but we talk all the time about streaming services, they talk about the film. So, wherever you find yourself watching, I care a lot. (laughs) Uh, it is a, as I said earlier, it's about a con woman, essentially, uh, Marla Grayson, who's played by Rosamund Pike, who's famous for an awful lot of stuff. We we already reviewed a film with her in. We reviewed Radioactive uh, last year. Uh, of course, barely best known for Gone Girl. Uh, and it's about her. She's a con woman who uh, is in the business of assisted living. Uh, she kind of uses her connections to doctors and judges to convince people uh, into kind of peruses her way into becoming the kind of legal guardian of a number of old people who are in care homes. Um, and, and, and she uh, finds someone that is essentially completely well uh, and very wealthy with no uh, family links and such uh, and, and uses her uh, links to, to the doctor to, to get the, to, to get the kind of the perfect person Um uh, into this this character who who this character Jennifer Peterson, uh, into a home and to make her a legal guardian, but it turns out that that leads to more problems than she could have ever imagined. So, I was going to say this this film it is hard to talk about without us going to spoilers later, and we've been trying to keep spoiler free because it, it, you know. I guess you'd want to come to, to a podcast to find out whether to watch a film, not after you've watched a film. But we will be doing a spoiler section again because there are quite a lot of important plot points late on that I think maybe affect my opinion of the film uh, and, and the way I see it, and, and maybe ask some questions. Um, so so we, we do, we'll be doing spoilers later. Um, but when, without starting off with spoilers, um, JL, if you just want to talk about your thoughts on, on what did you think of I Care A Lot?
1: Uh, yeah, so I heard about this film a while back now, actually, um, and when I heard the kind of vague synopsis, I heard, obviously, that Rosamund Pike was attached, I was uh, very intrigued, and uh, so and I went into this kind of with, you know, I, hadn't, I kind of, what I did with this week, actually, was I didn't read any reviews, any letterboxed, uh, any, like, anything. I didn't, I, I, I usually kind of have a brief glimpse on letterbox, for example, at the bare minimum, before I watch a film. Uh, this week, I, I did none of that, so I went in very much as a blank slate with no expectations, but kind of hoping for it to be, you know, obviously, as you do any film, hoping for it to be quite good, and Bosman Pike, uh, you know, as I'm a big fan of uh, Gone Girl and Radioactive, I thought she was very good in those films, so, you know, as I was hoping for good things, and uh, I, I came out, um, you know, very, very uh, overwhelmingly positive thoughts, i um, will come to my... Maybe some criticisms of the film, as, as you mentioned, and maybe some some, some plot points that maybe uh, didn't work as well, for example, or you know, kind of, you know, we'll come to we'll come to more spoilers uh, section later. But in terms of just general thoughts, I thought, um, I think sometimes with with films like this, uh, you know, we, for example, you know, we talked about News of the World recently, and uh, we talked about kind of what we thought of that. And in comparison to that, I think sometimes when it when it comes to films, we can kind of underestimate and and brush aside the the importance of a film as being entertaining, uh, as well as you know, as well as telling us something new, or um, you know, having something to say about some kind of issue, or making you think about something in a different way. I think this film, you know, it do, it does do that in, in some regards, but I think. Uh, this was still a very entertaining film i thought the the opening act of the film you know the setup of of uh, the characters and and the the events of what was going on and, and the business and so on i thought it was very very well done very interesting very kept me on edge of my seat and uh kept me you know very uh just very very entertaining i thought the the editing of that section um and the 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 acting from from park and uh um uh, in the film um i thought was was very good, and yeah just the the premise itself was um was in, was intriguing to say the least i thought um you know we were kind of i'll kind of let like you kind of say what you thought about the the non spoiler parts but i thought generally um i guess like i said it was it was i think sometimes we do we do underestimate how how important um entertainment can be with films. Um and something about like news mm. of the world, which what I had you know, certain things to say and the acting and technical aspects are very good. I thought there were certain aspects, certain parts of that film which did drag on and we talked about, you know, pacing and, and runtime and so on with that film. And uh with this film, you know, it flew by for me personally I thought. Um, you know, two hour runtime almost and it kind of seemed to fly by. Um so
0: yeah. I mean, it's interesting what you say, I think, about uh, entertainment because I was talking to a friend recently, uh, Josh, who who's a listener of the podcast, uh, so, you know, uh, if, you, if you listen, Josh, um, <laughs> you're lucky to be on this. Um, he was saying how he he kind of can't remember – he's not a big film guy. Mm. He listens to the podcast because he thinks it's entertaining, but he's not really a big film guy. Um, and and how he'd never walked out of a film and and – hated it he'd never left the cinema and not enjoyed it um and and he said kind of that because it's entertaining. i think for the majority of people and this is not like a snobby way but i think the majority of people who don't obsess about film and 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 make letterbox accounts they're just the normal most people the main thing about what a film is 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 how entertaining it is and i think maybe you know i think maybe people like me and you sometimes forget how important that is that is essentially the, the the primary goal is to entertain and if if it means that sometimes things are silly and things over the top if that provides for entertainment you know maybe and I think the snobbery maybe that, that I give out to things like Fast and Furious and stuff maybe slightly unwarranted when you realize that you know film is an entertainment medium um however that's not going to stop me trashing of this film um uh, but yes I, I would agree the film was very entertaining and, and I'm going to go through and, and say kind of well I'm going to start off and I'm going to say this film um Oh, I always start off with this. This film technically was excellent. I think um, we're talking uh, cinematography w- was uh, was much better, maybe perhaps than you'd expect from a story that that seems um, kind of fairly grounded and, and such. And I think it showed, you know, the, the best that it could, and it was very, uh, very, you know, very, you know, it, it didn't feel like uh, some like little thick prime thing that, that got shoved out. It. it was very cinematically shot, and you know, it would have suited the cinema screen, of course. And I think um, something maybe I don't talk about enough. Uh, especially not in a positive light. I, I find myself moaning about it in a negative light. Uh, but I would say that the color grade um, was as good as you can get uh, on a lot of uh, films I've seen recently. It's almost Wes Anderson-esque in the way that the colors popped, uh, and just scenes of, of things like uh, a plate of macaroons. The the colors being so strong. Uh, I'm thinking this kind of suits the slightly light-hearted tone of the film. Uh, so that the color grade was excellent there. Uh, you know, I thought the, uh, the score was strong. Uh, and I think uh, one of the the best part of this film, if I had to give the kind of the the, the strongest part, would have been the, the so many great performances, yeah. acting wise. Some really really strong performances. Uh, Rosamund Pike, you know, will get all the plaudits, and very rightly so. She's been nominated for a Golden Globe um for, for a performance in this and, and it's completely deserved. She she's excellent. She uh completely has everything to, to hold uh parts of this film that, that otherwise might have struggled with uh actors that perhaps you didn't have so much respect for and you could understand kind of the importance of their role and and I'd say that um yeah you know she she really you know she she she, she I don't remember if she got nominated. I think she got nominated. I don't think she won. She was a nominee um for a now showing award uh, which is obviously as prestigious to us as the Oscars themselves uh, for the LeBron James Award for for being able to carry a film for, for Radioactive because of just yeah. how good a performance was in that, despite the fact that the, the film itself wasn't so great, at least in my opinion up um, against the likes of Glenn Close for that category Um and I think once again, you know, I'm not saying this film is is shy. I'm I'm not going to pretend that it is, because uh, that would be not what I'm rating. But you know, I feel like you know there is parts where she carries it, and, and she really, really, you, know, you need someone that has that in them to to have a you know to 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 pull off a character which dominates the screen time. Essentially, uh, I think Peter Dinklage, uh, which you know perhaps it's, it's a little bit you know, like Malcolm Marie with the problem where they're talking about black filmmakers that you kind of as soon as you kinda of start to compliment it in this way you're you're you it up again. But it's actually quite refreshing to see a a character of a you know short demeanor, you know, uh, not actually have it ever mentioned you know because it it feels like you know it's always like a comedic crutch that you know oh you know like an elf when you you get they make fun of the the, the guy he calls him an elf or whatever or calls him a midget whatever he does you know it felt nice that that he just got to play a terrible bad guy and he's so good at it you know he, he pulls off you know evil and 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 heartless so well, uh, Isaac Gonzalez I think uh, was was the the best performance in this film. Um, in, in a kind of way, you know, obviously Rosemond Pike will get the applause, but I think for fulfilling her role, I thought Isaac Gonzalez was excellent. And and obviously Diane Weiss, you know, very well known actress, and uh, and Chris Messina has got Netflix um constantly blushing about Chris Messina in this. But yeah, all the acting excellent, really really good, but. Right, that's big in you know, a big butt. I do have some serious issues with the plot. I have to have some ir- serious issues with elements of the screenplay. I have serious issues believing and and, and carrying on, and I have serious issues uh, with the way that they want me to feel about this. Because you have so little love for the protagonist from minute one, I felt it so strong I felt so hard to try and root for her because. She's really? such a bitch from minute one. And she, you know, literally in the first scene, someone calls her a bitch and, and quite rightly so she's, she's robbing old people. And that, that's the the whole premise of the film. You know, how am I supposed to want her to win? You know, that, that I, I don't understand. And then they kind of, I'm not only getting spoilers, but they kind of want you to be against her and they want you to be for her and they want you to be against her. And it kind of right. feels like you never know who you're trying to root for in the situation. I do have an issue with that. Um, I felt like they severely, severely underdeveloped the character of Fran, the, the main character, Marla's uh, lover, girlfriend, wife, it doesn't really get explained. But her girlfriend, Fran, doesn't ever get, you know, she, she's so good in the scenes she's in. Uh, there are scenes where, you know, it's such a scene when she's in a police station, where it's almost like you, you, the, the audience is expected to consider her an equal to, to marla however she's not be- received the the backing of the film the screenplay is not given of those scenes where she can build herself up to that level and and it feels like it's a real waste of potential this should have been almost a buddy kind of film or them to the, the, their romance should have been the, the kind of one of the biggest parts of it but it felt like too often that like she was thrown to the wayside and, and as I said her character was, was for, for how so many really strong moments i'll talk about in the spoiler section that, that made me think this film that really elevated this film you know maybe it would have even been even better if that character meant more to us. Uh, I'm not going to get into specifics with issues with the plot until I get into spoilers, but I will say there are parts where, you know, it has some, you know, it it just tries, it felt like there was, you know, too many cooks. You know, it felt like they were trying too many concepts at once. They could have just ran with the basic idea and they're trying to throw different things in and make it into something else. They're trying to pull out things that, uh, you know... Are so unrealistic that it it couldn't happen yet. Try to maintain realism. It's not like it's it's cat in the hat and it's trying to be silly. You know, it's still trying to maintain some sort of realism, and yet unrealistic things happen. We, we are very
1: much okay. Based on what you just said, I kind of think I disagree. I agree with your general. I think no. I I agree with your at least what I think you're gonna give a score to, but maybe not actually. But I disagree with individual aspects of what you just said. Um personally I thought the cinematography was good. I would say it was uh consistent and I would say it you know, it did what it needed to do. I don't I mean there were certain parts like you mentioned, certain um uh, scenes or certain sort of Individual pieces, which I thought were really good, but overall, I'd say it was just you know, it was pass like passable in not in a negative way. Just it was it, it was good. Like it didn't stand out for me maybe as much as it did for you. Um, however, I would not i ag- oh, no. I do ag- you know you you have maybe agree with you on one point is that you changed my mind on one aspect. Not changed your mind. You just made me aware of an aspect which is I hadn't really thought about the uh the more sort of Restricted nature of Fran's character, the fact that she isn't really given uh, as much screen time, as much development, as much um, ability to mm. to showcase uh, you know some some kind of you know because as you mentioned very strong performances all around and the supporting cast um, you know while the um, Dan Reese two I thought was probably the strongest non lead performance I would say she's probably the strongest for me support performance. Uh, and, you know, she's given mm. enough screen time to do what she needs to do, and, you know, given the character that she's playing, it kind of makes sense that she's, you know, restricted in, in that way, you know, literally. Um, however, I think, yeah, you have drawn my attention to, towards Isaac uh, Gonzalez and uh, as character of Fran, who, you know, I, I do think actually would have benefited more from having some more of that uh, that screenplay to, to play with. So I agree with you on that front. However, I don't necessarily agree with the uh, criticism you gave of kind of not knowing who to root for or kind of um you know this kind of flip-flopping between rooting for her and not rooting for her and agreeing against her and um what he wants you to feel towards the characters i personally felt that the film at least for me when i was watching it um it felt very much i was thinking guys, before this morning i was thinking of comparisons uh, to other films uh one film that immediately came to mind was the wolf of wall street um in which you know this despicable person who plays the system and you know you know get get gains wealth and, and status and power from exploiting you know people it but then you still kind of end up you know the screenplay kind of guides you in a way in which through circumstances um, and through the actions and and some of the comedy and the entertainment that are given from that character uh, I personally felt like I was almost rooting for even though, you know, I don't necessarily agree with what she's doing, the, just the film itself made me compelled to to kind of side with um, Marla and and root for her at, at almost every moment in the film.
0: I mean, there are points where I definitely did, uh, and I guess that's my issue, that there was points where I did and points where I didn't. Um, but I think the fact that it's like she's she's an absolute bitch and, and from the minute one you think, what, what an absolute twat, and then she, and then she comes up with like, yeah, I'm absolute twat, but also here's some, like, basic feminism. And I was like, oh, it doesn't really make it any better. Um, and just, like, throwing it in there. And then, but I think compare this to perhaps Patrick Bateman in American Psycho, who's a, a literal psychopath and, and, and a mass murderer, if, if you believe that, um, where the inner monologue almost justifies his actions and makes you see from his point of view, and you almost think kind of good on him. Right, but I don't think that this film did enough to justify her cuntiness to the point where you think, oh, good well, idea, come that, on, game the system.
2: It's well, the fo- thing I, thing makes I mean, me there, think. I have
0: people. Well,
1: I was just thinking, because I I've mentioned, heard in, the, I mentioned just... in the review how we were talking about. <laughs> no, no, okay, well, no, you go ahead and then I'll, I'll say what I was going to say.
0: I'm going to cut that on editing. Okay. <laughs> um, I have heard people describe this as a critique of capitalism. Um, and I think that really, if that is what the intent was, then they didn't do. Well I, they was didn't say, exactly what they I was gonna say that's exactly what they did not make that message clear enough. Yeah, that was
1: exactly that's that what I was gonna say. Even though I talked about the, you know, I opened the review by saying about the entertainment value and how I very fully enjoyed the film, even if I had some criticisms of maybe some technical aspects or screenplay or whatever. Um, yeah, I personally felt throughout there was moments throughout the film where I was kind of thinking, well, you know, if this was if this was a business owner who was exploiting whatever, um, you know, what l- laws or regulations or whatever it be, you know, about workers or environment or whatever it is. Like, there was many times when I was thinking about the film, like, why, you know, why... You... I don't necessarily agree with what she's doing, but also at the same time, you know, there's people who will watch this film and think, this person's a complete bitch and she, what she's doing is wrong and despicable, but then... You know, will kind of happily, you know, agree with whatever it may be in terms of like businesses or whatever. Like I don't know, I just kind of felt like that that angle came through for me. And obviously, you said it didn't come through for you, but I kind of felt throughout the film like, you know, I'm rooting, I'm I'm almost rooting for this person in a way in which many people root for, you know, big business or, um.
0: I, I I think the worst type of person is, is the person the 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 British, like, twenty year olds on Twitter that seem to think that Jordan Belfort's the good guy. Right? And yeah. like that that is a dangerous breed of human. And and uh, yeah, maybe you'd say the same thing with someone like this, but I mean yeah, but exactly the though, but
1: that, that, kind of that's the of thing it. with Wall Force Street, that's why I think that film is very good, is because it makes you not sympathize, but it makes you kind of compelled to just go along with the character's mm-hmm. antics and as much as i you know in real life i would absolutely despise you know if i if someone told me oh this person's been running this business where they go around and they exploit old people and rob them of their money then i would be like you know that is you know they should go to whatever yeah. they should go to jail they like is, you know they're despicable but they, at the same time this i don't know it didn't work for you but i mean for me the film really really made me kind of urge to side with uh, with Rosamund Pike's uh, Molly Grayson. I mean, we'll come to more spoiler uh, section, I guess, and plot more spoilery plot elements um, in a second, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think, as well, actually, I think it's important for me to separate the core plot with the screenplay, because I, ha- I think the core plot is dumb in places, and it makes the film worse, and it overcomplicates... But I actually don't think the screenplay, in terms of dialogue, uh, is actually bad, and and the way that characters treated and the way that 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 plot is is acted out, the way that that plot is realised, is actually good. I think the dialogue is great. Yeah, I, the I, dialogue is really good. It, it's it's that the I think it's believable, and the characters are funny, and it was you know I think and it was very entertaining. But I'd have issue with the plot, and so I'm just separating those two things. That people would think I don't like the screenplay. I did like the screenplay. I will say that I say this about Malcolm Marie, I say this about this as well. There's it, this film has had such mixed reviews. I've seen so yeah. many people on Twitter this last week giving it a one and a half, giving it a one, giving it a four and a half, giving yeah, it a five, yeah. giving it a f- you know where we get it. Spoilers. Mine's not either of those. Right. I'm very <laughs> in the middle on it. Yeah. And and I guess because we're coming to the end of the non of the non plot details, I think that's the to say. But I think we should but we're gonna come back at the end and we'll we'll say about our our final scores and rewatchability and, and uh we're gonna bring in a new little thing. Um Okay. But first we'll we'll go in and we'll Pardon me. But first we'll go in and we'll talk about our uh, the spoilers. So my first thing I wanna say is spoilers. So, you know, spoiler warning, boom, spoiler all down the first thing I want to say is about the uh, kind of carrying up my point on the underdevelopment of, uh, frat because what, you know, I first noticed it in that police room scene that I said, I mentioned a minute ago where they had this dialogue and she says, Oh, call you Frankie. And it almost felt at that point, like, like, wait, were you supposed to think she was the main character? Was she supposed to, was there a deleted scene where she ended up being the main, why do we care about her? Right, and then I notice more, and then when I got to the scene with so after frankie gets gets beaten up and hurt mm. and and she saved her life right yeah i think is one of the the better very 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 ex- excellent great very good demonstrations of emotion raw emotion and love that you could get in a film that came out this year you know it's or, or, like you know t- 2020 I think the, the passion they show and, 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 the, the, and the the misery mixed with the kind of the, the, the relief that one another is, is happy and, and then the, where they're kind of crying and hugging one another and it's a mixture of, yeah. of fear and, and, and safety. It's, it's such a mixture of emotions. I thought, oh my God, she can act. This yeah. this is excellent. This is, you know, you know everyone knows Ros- how good Rosamund Pike is. This isn't meaning she's any worse, but we don't really know that much about Isaac Gonzalez. Mm. You know, she's not. You know, she's not the the same um, level of fame as 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 uh, fucking Rosamund uh, as Rosamund Pike is. You know, you know. Of course, she's she's been in some big things, and she was in Baby Driver, and and Which she was, was in, green, in Alita, yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, but she's she's not been the lead or anything, mm-hmm. you know, she's maybe not had the opportunity to flourish yet, yeah. to the degree that she she could, and that's thing I was thinking, the amount of, you know, you can talk about all these, these, these monologues that win you Oscars, but they would able to show emotion like she did there, I thought, and, and Rosamund Pike, I thought, fucking hell, I wish they built this character up, and because that, you know, if, if it really was a coming together of these two leads at, at such an important point, that might have meant more, and that might have been a more pivotal scene, but it kind of did get wish to the wayside yeah. but that that is one of that is probably my main actual issue with the film the, the silly plot points are, i will tell you but i think the fact that they they really missed the chance to make so essentially a buddy cop film about them two escaping and them two working together maybe in the same vein of the latter half of kajillionaire which is a film that i read this me a lot of it's it's very artsy looking and colorized and it's about con women and and you're rooting for them, even though they necessarily do bad, but then they kind of come good. And also there's lesbians in it. So, you know, it's an LGBT friendly uh, story. So, yeah, you know, of course, I think there's a lot of... Uh, can Until hurt. the end. Until the end. Yeah, so it reminded me in, in that way. And, and, and that kind of... Uh, the way that those two main characters in Kajillian um, kind of worked together and it was kind of equally about them two and their relationship... I felt like that film could have, this film could have done a lot better if it, it kind of hinged on that a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I agree with you in terms of the development. Uh, this, it wasn't always really something I picked up on as much as you did, but, I mean, there was that moment in the... So, yeah, and obviously the, the police station scene, which you mentioned earlier, I'm assuming... Like, I was watching that scene thinking, hang on a minute, am I supposed to know who who this person is? Like, what, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> I'm assuming that's supposed to be, like, a relative, like a parent or something, right, that she went to see. Mm. That's what I took from this scene. Well, I think it's just a friend. Oh, a friend? Well, I, I, I think it's a friend, yeah. Okay. I, a friend. I thought it was supposed to be a parent because of the way she was describing how he called her like a different name, but yeah, that makes sense actually. Yeah, and no, I think but it's the just fact a mate. that It was yeah. like not really ever, like, you don't have to explain everything in the film, but the fact that, like, there was this kind of mini, mini development of character which wasn't really realised yeah. throughout the rest of the film.
0: And I didn't really mind, that didn't make me think about the character, the, the police character. I can understand she she's to the police woman. Yeah, it made me more, ask more questions about Fran. Yeah. Friend. yeah. Um, so, yeah, talking about the silly the plot points or whatever, um, I would say that I think this film could have done, you know, with the with the, the actor's cast and, and with a very great idea to make a film about this con woman, um, you know, whose thing. I don't know if they needed, essentially, to to turn it into this, like, weird thing with, with diamonds. And, and I don't know, I just felt like maybe that they overdid the concept a little much and made it too, like, mafia-focused and stuff. I think they could have done a lot more with just, you know, the battle of trying to keep her in and stuff. I don't, oh, I don't know. I, just... I
1: think I liked it, though, because, like, I think the whole film being just about the Enterprise would have been, you know, maybe a bit, a bit more dull, like if it was just a two-hour... Like, I mean, yeah. it, it could have been a short runtime, of course, but I think if it was just solely about that, it wouldn't have worked. I think the whole... It's... I don't know. I don't... Basically, it makes sense. I'm not even going to talk about Tenet. <laughs> I was gonna say like Tenet, where they have this entire mm. opening forty minutes of action just to get to the actual main plot. I mean, it's kind of similar though. In that, mm. the, I think the the main the main sort of development and the main bulk of the actual what the the plot was going for was this kind of crime thriller heist esque, but not really a heist. But you know, what I mean, it's kind of dealing with you know, Peter Dinklage's character and and the potential implications and the danger and, and that sort of thing. And, and obviously, the the initial, you know, con environment was almost kind of like a setup for that. I mean, I don't think it would have worked as well if it was just purely, um, you know, the the con part of the film.
0: Okay, right. Okay, you've sold me. You've sold me. Sure, it needs Peter Dinklage's character. It needs the Mafia backstory. But then you go through, and then stupid, unexplainable shit happens. Like, for example, there's three times in this film, someone tries to kill someone else, and all three times they fail. If, you know, in the first time, they, they like, okay, maybe they don't try and kill her. They try and beat up um, uh, Fran in a flat, and, and she nearly dies, but she doesn't actually die. Right, fair enough, that's fine. This, but then they the thing with... Um, no, no, I, I, the Fran uh, thing... Rosamund Pike's character, yeah. where they they they, they so they want to kill her like it's explicit. He's like, get rid of it, kill her. Yeah, and yeah. He really explicitly wants to kill her. Then they like don't check if she's dead. That like thing is all that she just thrown into a forest. There's a good chance that she like you know doesn't you know she hits a, she she slows down and, and it hits as the tree or thing or she doesn't hit it straight on. There's, a, there's you know, obviously she's most likely to die, but there's a good chance she won't die there. Like they don't even check or they don't do anything to like make sure you die first, inject you with something first. The fact that they're just like, oh yeah, she'll probably which point, somewhere. You mean the, oh you my mean god, just alive. alive? You mean
1: the power? She goes into the water.
0: Yeah. So when she ends up in the water? No, no, she, no, no so, they, the, they the don't thing... know she's going to the water. She flies off in. She smashes, smashes, smashes. She end like they can't have been like, oh, it's going to definitely go in the water here. This no, is no, no, I don't think they
1: this, like, did. But I, I, what I took from that was that they. Needed to get rid of the two people, like uh, Marlow and Fran, in a way which I mean, Peter and explicitly says, you know, make it look like an accident kind of thing. And yeah, I, I right, personally, sure, think, and they do a break and entry. I personally think that yeah, they fine. do it. So, I mean, the way I the way I took it, and I kind of felt it more believable because, you know, you, you, I mean, you have got the whole you know cliche trope criticism of Bond-esque villain of I'm going to leave you yeah, in this room human. and you're going to die, but you're not going to die so you can escape and kill me. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, then, yeah. I I mean, it kind of worked more for me on this level because these are just two, quote-unquote, ordinary people who they need to get rid of. And it was more like, kind of, get rid right, of they're, them they're in a way which shiz- can't be traced back to anyone and, like... You know, they don't they they right, they, they yeah. want Peter Inclidge to, you know, obviously remain underground and, and unknown and the connection to you know, they, they knew that there was a connection. The police knew there's a connection to um I mean it'd be a bit coincidental anyway, if you know, if they both died within within days or whatever, hours of each other and in suspicious circumstances. However, you know, the gas, the the explosion which would have occurred and, and the car incident, you know, it's not entirely
0: unbelievable, like yeah the gas explosion right yeah fair. but the thing is is
2: the,
0: with the but the, I just don't think with Rosamund Pike's thing it's like the chances that she don't doesn't die is quite large if they really want to kill her they would have like at least tried a bit harder to make it look like to make sure that she was dead just, and then yeah. with Peter Dinklage's character it's like you either okay, maybe they didn't want to kill him, or they and, or, like so. The, either they did want to kill him, and they just weren't good enough, which is like would have been no, no, no. a, the was, a problem the plan if they had was the, always... And if they don't want to yeah. kill him, the fact they get this specific amount to cause him yeah. loads of pain, just to nearly kill him but not, is ridiculous. So I'm just like, oh yeah, he's probably about 110 pounds. No, I think I think, like, I I think was, the oh, intention cause
1: she says about having a plan. I think the intention was to have him hospitalized so then he would become in the care and like they could like manage him that way.
0: Just like, and I, I don't the, see why like, like, they didn't just kill him personally, two... but also I can see yeah. like
1: maybe if he died, then I don't know. It's like
0: it's like as well. They go to go to his house, and then their plan change. She has a plan which involves going to his house, and then the plan com- and then the plan completely changes. it and she has she's like, oh yeah, I don't know I've already got a wig and 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 all this stuff, and I'm gonna go in there and say about going to the toilet, and then I'm gonna. Stun this guy. I think
1: that was like a time that was just like a implied time like not in massive time jump, but it was just Yeah, like, I wasn't in the day. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't mind it, it it kind of now you've said stuff like that, it kinda of makes you think about like, you know, this happens and then we go here and we do I,
0: I think also there's a lot earlier in the film if this guy was really who he explained to be, there's a lot of times in this film where he probably could have and should have killed her but then waits way too long and I was like well if he's literally killed why would he kill the doctor first why would he not kill her but whatever and I say as kills, well as towards kills the end, doctor because he wants to get the diamonds back oh yeah, yeah that's true but still I still think like she's still involved so you just have to think... Right, what does the Doctor
1: gonna do with diamonds? Because he wants to, like, torture and, like,
0: threaten Marla without killing her. I guess, but then just torturing her probably would have helped. but, <laughs> like, no, but going that yeah, way, but, that wouldn't yeah, have
1: I think he kind of knew from that point that the way that he was treating his mother was kind of like, she's not going to play, like, she's not going to tell us. Like Yeah. I don't know. Sure.
0: And then also the the kind of towards the end, which I wasn't, so, you know, I think the film would have been better if it ended with Pete just waking up with her shoes on the desk and that's it. I think that would have be been a, nice, oh, a, a nice, oh, and then she says, oh, I am a legal guardian. That would have been a nice ending. That Boom, was so cheesy, that. I think that would have been better. <laughs> I mean, the end yeah. thing we got was kind but of... But then of like... I think... And then we got the weird thing, like the, the thing, the problem, one of the biggest things like, that I had was I want $10 million. And he's like, Oh, you could enter business with me, and we can do all this. I was like, "Oh, fuck off!" Oh, I was like, "That was like really like I couldn't stand uh, yeah. that bit." Uh, I was like, I was "So like, that's not that is the most." Like, there's no
1: way she would do that, but also at the same time, to consider
0: what she's done throughout the whole film, you probably this is like she super greedy shit. It,
2: yeah. yeah, but
0: also just the people is saying it—it's just so cliche. And It's like, oh, oh yeah, gosh, yeah. But, I, there were, like the worm. Uh, I of, actually like, did like the cliche trophy kind of. But I mean, with
1: any kind of film like this, though, you kind of have to. Lean into those and kind of cliches and tropes. that I feel like it's, it's kind of hard yeah, to avoid. That was, and
0: you, bit, um... that was a step too far. Yeah, maybe.
1: I mean, the ending. I think of the ending. Oh, I've seen that. people criticize the ending as like another LGBT film with a tragic ending where someone has to die for it to.
0: Well, I will say I, I didn't necessarily. maybe I don't know, but I'll say that. That's one. This is the. I didn't name it in the actual main review because it's spoilers. This is one of the problems I had. The flipping protagonist care, don't care thing the most. So you're you're rooting for her to to kill this guy and to sort it out and to get to get rid of him, and then. She sides with him, you're like, Ugh. so you don't know whether you're siding with her or not, mm. but you've been against this guy the whole time, but now you're with him. And then she goes on TV, makes the money, and then everybody's against her thinking, oh, she's all greedy and that, and she's making money off things again. She's got this big empire of people she's taking advantage of. And everybody's off no, like, oh, she's, she's a no, dickhead again. Crazy, and then there's the emotional getting killed bit, and it's like, oh I'm supposed to like it now.
1: See so the thing is in the interview I was kind of like, how am I supposed Yeah, maybe but I kind of felt like it was more of a positive spin. It was kind of like leaning into like the the fact that she was like a under 40 female, like, m- you know, multi-billionaire, whatever however much money she had, and like, it was kind of leaning into the kind of facade almost of like, you know, people with like big businesses who, you know, and, and at that point as well, it's kind of unknown really, I guess, that it's not, it's kind of weird because I was thinking about like this, I was like, when they're doing this big recruitment drive for all these workers who are going to go and work for this company, you know, in, in these different regions and, you know, they got this... You know, multi-state, you know, across the U.S. business. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. D- surely does that mean that they're recruiting these people into this business, and they're going to get told that like they're being, they're basically scamming these people? Like, surely, like the employees have to <laughs> yeah, know that." Something will come out. So yeah. I was like, but then it was kind of like on the interview. It was almost like this kind of positive spin. Like it was like, "Oh, you're doing you you, you got loads of money, and you're doing a really good business." And like, I don't know. It kind of felt like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It it feels like, I don't know. Surely, people. Like, how can you have a massive operation like that? And, you know, people know you're a caregiving business and yet no one has found out about the fact that, you know, they're scamming these people. Especially because the fact that, like, you know, um, I forgot the character's name now, but Peter Peter Dinklage's mum is, like, Mm -hmm. seen as the holy grail of, like, no family. There's no family and no one is going to know that we're doing this to her. And yet... The majority of people they do it to will obviously, thereby, for by implication, have family. So, you know, and you yeah, know, but as, they as kind we, of
0: show in the beginning how she forces him out. Yeah,
1: but I mean, come on, no one's spoken up against his business. He was like scamming people out of their own money. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, that's the one yeah. thing I thought about the end. But I mean, the ending as well,
0: I, I wasn't sure. The last out of the ending, it felt For rushed. someone that had that problem. Yeah, to a degree, I agree. Because it literally happens when the film's over. But I, I, yeah, and it was, so much happens in such a short period. And I kind of do agree. But also we'll say that that with that flipping flopping, in a way that was kind of good because I was like, why is it, like, we're all supposed to love her, but I realised she's actually a dickhead. And then him going, my mum died, and then like, you're the reason. I was like, so we are remembering this is bitch is she, This she has, she's paying her comeuppance for all the bad yeah, issues. This yeah. is like her punishment. Yeah, I was like, that is a kind of, even though I wasn't prepared for it at all, I was no, very surprised. Neither, no.
2: um,
0: and I thought like, calling back to the first scene, you know, it gets a little bit stereotypical, a little I've, bit uh, of a trope as well, but I thought, I thought I thought that was good. I thought it was nice to, that it kind of, it, before the film ends, it gets kind of ingrained into everyone that, yeah, she isn't a good guy. A good, good a, good, a good guy.
1: Yeah. I got, I mean, the third act, for me, was where it kind of fell a bit more flat, like the third act, it, yeah, and it had this I weird agree. genre identity shift, almost, like, it didn't really fully know what it was going for, Um, which I do kind of think, Uh, you know, especially towards the end of the film, Um, yeah, I I do agree with that. I mean, overall, though, I've said, mm-hmm. like, I've kind of, as of the review's gone on, I've kind of come to pick it up a bit more, and you know, some of my criticisms of the film. But I think overall, I mean, my Nana watched this. She started the first 10 minutes of it and turned it off. She, had, she, didn't, she didn't like it. She got bored, turned it off. So, you know, maybe not maybe not for her. But, I mean, in terms of... Um...
0: Where'd she come the podcast?
1: <laughs> in terms of, I mean, we will come to rewatchability as, like, an actual specific discussion point. But I think just to, to touch on it now, I think... Um, after watching this i immediately wanted to re-watch it with my like my my brother and his girlfriend to you know we've watched a few films together and uh you know just thinking about like i think they would enjoy it and i, I kind of did want to just immediately watch it again um okay well we'll, yeah. we'll go
0: that to we'll use that to segue into our final bit so if anyone spoilers you know boom spoiler all off whatever i'll put a link in the description so that people know when to come off. But when we talk about pure ratings, um, on a scale of 10, how do you see yourself rating
1: I care a lot? I think, it, I think it's actually slid down. I think it's the first time where really? my review... I'm a persuasive man. has actually moved down. It's, it's not, like, drastically come down, I think. I still very much enjoyed mm. it, and I thought the acting, the performances were very good, the dialogue was very good, and, you know, some of the... I just thought, yeah, I'm going to... I think I originally I was gonna give it an, might be shocked here I was gonna give it an eight and a half
2: Ooh, but I think high. it's
1: gonna come down to probably an eight it's still a four I've, I think it was between a four and a four and a half when I first watched it I think um, in the time since I've watched it and i was thinking about it for the podcast it's come down a little bit um, mm. in terms of like on a scale of ten but I think overall in that box it'll be a four um, it did make me re- wanna, really want to really want to rewatch uh, Gone Girl though. Um. So um, mm. I'm going to do that at some point soon.
0: For myself, um, I think the, the film was overwhelmingly entertaining. I thought the film uh, looked great. I think there were some excellent performances, but there were some overwhelming errors. I had with the issue, of the film, which really brought it down. Um, I think I I put it somewhere in the range. I think about six and a half probably is where I put it. Um, maybe touching maybe on a good day, maybe seven, on a bad day, maybe six. But I think yeah, six and a half to seven. Yeah. Um, I'll probably give it like a three um, yeah and i say I thought that you know good performances you know I want to catch again you know I think my, my review sounds a bit more negative than it was and I did actually enjoy this film a lot uh, yeah, but yeah I think particularly uh, Isaac Gonzalez and and, and yeah, speaking very of very uh, Isaac
1: Gonzalez there was I was doing like looking looking at beforehand I was like obviously new from Baby Driver because uh, you know I think that's a great film one of my favourite films and she gives a you know, great performance in that, and kind of not really a similar role, but you know I can see maybe why she was cast in this film on the basis of that film. Um, Supporting romantic role. Yeah, yeah. Supporting romantic role with kind of crime, thriller, heisty implications. Um, obviously, she's in, she's in <laughs> <Blood> <laughs> Shore as well, and uh, Bloodshot and Alita and so on. But the one film, and she's in God's Delivery kong as well. Um, but yes. uh, one... One film I did come across on that box, which I did not heard of and I am super, super excited for, <sighs> is a film called Ambulance by Michael Bay, <laughs> a 2022 film about two partners in crime who commit a robbery and are forced to steal an ambulance during their getaway, and it features Jake Gyllenhaal, go. Isaac Gonzalez, and Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Like, what is that cast?
0: That, that is, yeah, I'm excited. That sounds I'm hyped good. For that. I'm hyped. Okay, so let's move on to rewatch Billy. So, uh yeah, you you've already touched it. So you basically done Daniel bit already. You you want to watch it same thing? Uh, yeah. partly, uh, partly um, I'm not super excited to really. it. I don't want to rewatch it right now. I wouldn't watch it today. Uh, but if if Mum came to me and said, "What do you think of the film?" I'd say, "Yeah, I'd happily rewatch it." I think I, know, would I think I think, I think yeah. the
1: First forty-five minutes on loop, like happily. <laughs> I think it get. Yeah. I, I think the film the rewatchability gets a bit weaker as the film goes on, but I think the opening sort of setups, up scenes and, and segments of the film where it's showing, like, the really sort of fast-paced... That's one thing as well that they mentioned in the actual review, the editing, yeah. I thought, um, especially in that yeah, first no, it was it was good, really yeah, that was really good.
0: Um, so, yeah, that was... That was mm-hmm.
1: I'd definitely rewatch it, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think the thing that we were watching you know, this is compared to, to News of the World, where a film which I thought was better than this, um, I, you know, and I would say I wouldn't want to rewatch it, I think one of, the reasons, one of the reasons why I wouldn't want to watch that and I want to watch this uh, again is because of just how fast paced it is and how kind of colourful it is and entertaining. Whereas Needs the World is a slow burn and it's kind of more epic and, and, and kind of thing. It's a bit of a you know it's a bit of a, of a emotional kind of thing to take on with you know it's like mm. quite a burden. Whereas this is it's quite easy to watch. So yeah, I think I'd be watch that. And I kind of want to do this thing that that I stole from a Simpsons podcast that I listened to a few times, um, which is that I think. I don't want to do the negative version because, you know, there's no point being negative. But maybe I think for each film we review, maybe give an MVP. So whether that be the editing, whether that be the a certain actor, uh, you know, a, a most valuable Ooh, player. Yeah. So is there anyone in this film that you think that's the MVP for me? Your man of the match. Let's do British. Our man of the match. Why a woman, though? Well, I'm into women's football. i have been at the Arsenal Women's and they still call it man yeah, of the match. Yeah, That's what I was just going to say. I thought so. Um, yeah, so therefore it's not sexist classical man match.
1: Okay. Uh I am going to go Oh, that's a tough one. Well you go first, you go first. I'm gonna have a quick thing.
0: Well, I'm sure you can guess what I'm gonna to say. 'cause you're gonna, gonna say right. Rosman Pike probably or I'm Isaac d- Gonzalez. I'm gonna say Isaac Gonzalez. I'm gonna say Isaac Gonzalez. Because I think if if I, I, I hadn't know who I was, so.
1: these... like Rosman Pike was amazing, but I think the supporting cast, Peter Dinklage, right. Isaac Gonzalez and uh Diane Weist, I thought they were all like there, there was nothing.
0: I don't know. There was nothing. I if could I hadn't achieve. heard of Rosman Pike. Right, I probably would pick Rosamund Pike. It's because I think Isaac Gonzalez is somebody I hadn't seen before. Yeah, uh, you know I haven't seen Baby Driver, so you know said that the few scenes where I really thought she got the opportunity to shine really shocked me just how good oh, she was. Man. So maybe if, you know Rosamund Pike, you know I had already had those lofty expectations. Diane Weist, I already had those lofty expectations. So I was kind of blown, and obviously Peter Dinklage as well, so good in Game of Thrones. So. Yeah, uh, I'm going for Jose Gonzalez a lot because of kind of what I expected. You can go for the supporting cast in general if you want. We can do that. You can, they can give them the man of the match. You can share it as well as the supporting cast, but that means that you can't. Gonna, meet, that I'm doesn't gonna, include. Gonna, I think
1: Rosman Pike is the is the one I would have said, but since everyone is saying that, I'm going to go with Mark Eck- Eckersley, who's editor. He who okay. also did a uh, Dread as well, okay. which I was a big fan of. So yeah.
0: Oh yes, of course. Yes. Okay. So our MVPs are are uh, the editor and Isaac Gonzalez uh, and yeah so some kind of slightly variation in, in ratings and perhaps me feeling a bit more passionately about some of the flaws and and you feeling a bit more passionately about some of the positives um, but yeah very entertaining film and uh, very different maybe to a lot of the things we reviewed on the podcast before so uh, definitely a good chat that was um, do you have any clue what we're doing next week Jay?
1: Um, I had a look on our list and there doesn't seem to be too much uh, coming out on Netflix Amazon Prime so on there's one Spanish film. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now. That's come out on Netflix in a couple well, of days. But we'll, um, I haven't seen or heard of anything that's like very big that's coming out soon. So
0: we'll, we'll poke around our streaming services to see if we've missed anything. Yeah. But next week we'll obviously be giving you One Division. And as I hinted earlier, perhaps, perhaps maybe doing an old film again that like we have because we yeah, haven't done one nice. in a while, and I think like we've we done so much new that maybe we should look back at our roots. Now showing started off with old films, so maybe we should. Go back and do some old films, uh, some stuff we haven't seen before. So I think as well. We don't know, but definitely do before one of Before we
1: issues. come back as well, um, oh yeah, just know as well that uh, the cinematographer for I Care a Lot is uh, also the the, the the DP for Strangers to Bother You, which is one of my favourite films ever. So uh,
2: oh
0: really? Yeah, I can
1: I can definitely yes. see the resemblance. Um, yeah, in terms of mm. next week as well, one thing I want to do is I've been so unmotivated with films that like I've been I've been sat around like scrolling through Letterbox like. Well, I want to watch this film. I want to watch this film. Because I've been trying to through yeah. 2020 like, Oscar films, I've kind of just been like going through them very, very slowly. Neglecting other stuff. And then I've also been neglecting other yeah. stuff. So I think I'm going to set like, a new end of episode section where I'm going to set myself a goal, like a task uh, it's for the next right. episode. Um, so this week, between the ne- this episode and the next episode, I'm going to try well I'm I'm going to it's a it's a goal. I'm going to watch uh, I'm gonna finish the PTA uh watch through of this filmography. So I've got Inherent Vice and Phantom Thread to, to watch uh left. And then I think next week I'm going to start uh Denis Villeneuve. nerve.
0: Um, uh, anyone that's noticed thing, PTA is obviously a I course po- Paul po- Thomas po- Paul Anderson yeah, yeah. so yeah inherent, write, and, um, it's pronounced inherent as well like to I mean, inherent there, inherent whatever inherent,
1: um, that, inherent uh, okay yes. I'm watching those two in the next week and uh, I shall report back next
0: week well I I'm not going to do that every week because no, no, you no. know because uh, I have got things but I will say that I'm this week I will do that because I my goal is to uh, watch uh, at least a couple of the Stanley Kubrick collection, which is the newest one that came out yeah. a few months ago, um, which has two four Ks and the rest are just Blu Ray, which is a bit weird. But yes, so I have to. I want to watch Lolita and Two Thousand One definitely. So that's Mr. what Robot I'm set. Robot. and I'm probably going to. Yeah, I'd like to to at least come and maybe get through three, four, five episodes of uh, Mister Robot. But until yeah. then. We'll see you around, boys. So, if you want to follow uh, me, you can do so on Twitter at Sam Houston. No, Twitter at Sam H Media and Letterboxd at Sam Houston. If you want to follow Jordan Luke, it's uh, at Biden Jordan Luke on both Twitter and Letterboxd. Uh, if you want to follow the podcast, of course, it's at Now Showing Pod. Uh, no, actually, Now Showing Film, right? Now Showing Film, yeah. Yeah, I'm really messing this up today. I haven't had much sleep. Uh, and the, for the email of the podcast directly It's now showing nowshowingpod.gmail.com uh, Of course we are thankful For our place in the now showy uh, Fucking hell <laughs> We're thankful for our place In the Music City Driving Network So you can access a whole host of podcasts About music, about movies About fan, uh, American fantasy football uh, About loads of shit It's, it's on their website, uh, Music City Driving Just search that up, uh, you can follow them on Twitter and all the great people there, of course, that, that make thing things. The Film Optics podcast, you know, I'm a big fan, listened to a lot of that uh, recently. And, and, and the Music Driving podcast itself. And, and I made myself listen to a few episodes of uh, Robert Podcasterson and perhaps regret those <laughs> two hours of my life. Uh, <laughs> which maybe wasn't the, what I expected it to be, perhaps. Um, but yeah, so of course, a lot of good stuff, I think. And lastly... Leave us a five star review on Apple uh, Podcasts to get us up in the rankings. That's the best way to support the show, other than directly adding my PayPal. That's paypalme samhusen 2112 <laughs> See you all next week, That's boys. Nice. Goodbye.
2: <laughs>